Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Parrots. Parrots, the little squawky guys. The birds of the sea. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna break right, we're gonna come back. We, we gotta see if that's true. I don't know if it's true. I don't, I don't know that there are marine parrots. There's probably parrots that live near the water. Oh yeah, probably. They seem like tropical. They seem tropical. Yeah. They're like the beach boys of birds. If they're the beach boys of birds, then they look tropical and they probably squawk about surfing and then you can only find them. But they're in... never in the ocean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they are the beach boys of birds. Parrots, the beach boys <laughs> of birds. <laughs> Natalie. What? <laughs> what? What is parrots? Uh, parrots is birds. Of the roughly 398 species found mostly in tropical and subtropical regions. They have three subfamilies, the true parrots, cockatoos, and New Zealand parrots. All of those have Latin words for them. I refuse to pronounce them. They're all consonants. I'm not going to do it. fine. (laughs) I refuse. Uh, You know what? It's like, this is a feel-good episode. This is a feel-good podcast. We don't need to. We don't need to find out how I can't pronounce that word. I'm not even gonna try to. If you need to know what order a certain type of parrot is, and you would be able to find that on the very same phone you use for everything else. Right, right. If you really wanted to learn about parrots, you'd read a book instead of having me tell you about it. <laughs> really, what we're what we're offering here is charm and and laughs. Like you just really love listening to me joke about it. <laughs> Maybe you like hearing me struggle. Maybe you're a perv. Sound off in a Discord. If no, you're do perv, not. If do you're, not. If you're a perv from listening to me struggle intellectually. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Save your perv talk for the porno comments, you fucking pervs. <laughs> it's the two, that's the two rules of the patreon.com slash garbage brain university discord keep no, it in your pants yeah keep it in your pants and if you want to see my feet you gotta fucking pay me extra <laughs> no free feet baby <laughs> i'll swap for i'll swap feet pics for stuff yeah it's bartering it's fine <laughs> i did that on a date once did i ever tell you about that <laughs> You swapped feet picks? Not feet picks. Uh, old, dirty pair of sneakers. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, to a guy you were going on a date with? Yeah, I went on a date with him. I didn't like him. He had a foot thing. <laughs> he, had a, he had a foot situation so wait, so... he liked feet a lot. And then um, I didn't like him. I wasn't going to go out with him again. And he said something about my sneakers. And I told him that I would give them to him for a carton of cigarettes. And then he got me a carton of cigarettes. And I gave him my dirty sneakers. And I never talked to him again. Oh, my God. He probably... <laughs> He probably still has them. Mm-hmm. Did you walk home in bare feet? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh in my socks. God. Oh, my God. It was worth it. They well, were, yeah. They were extremely worn out Converse All-Stars that had, like, holes in them and shit. It's like, I was going to get new ones anyway. Oh, my God. That's probably... the. I mean, do they like them more if they're all worn out? I, I assume I, so. I, I assume so. I assume so. Otherwise, foot guys would just go buy new shoes. <laughs> yeah. And just go to the store and yeah, buy some. Right. Like, those shoes were fucking filthy, yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably the filth, the human element right, that really... Right, But not too much human, not, like, actually being face-to-face with a person, just squirreling away in the darkness with a used garment. <laughs> oh, pair of sneakers. <laughs> we both got what we wanted that day. <laughs> he got a pair of sneakers to nothing to, and I got... Ten packs of Salem Ultralights. That's 200 <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah. That is a lot. <laughs> Must have taken you over a week to smoke those. <laughs> maybe. Uh-huh. Probably. Maybe. Probably. probably. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, so, um, what do you think about parrots, baby? I... You parrot around here much? I think they're cute birds. They seem like they're smart. I don't know if they're smart or if we just interpret their behavior as being smart. I maybe you maybe you have more information on this, but I think they're fine, but I also don't want to own one. I love them. 
I love them. Well, yeah. I think they're too loud, though. I emotionally love them, sure. <laughs> I, I think they're too loud. I would like a little Quaker parrot. I think that those are like the cutest little things in the world. Those little fat, those little fat guys. They're not that loud. I don't think they live that long. Think about it. <laughs> I love them. I like a little bird. I used to, I used to not like birds. Birds are like one of the things I, I came around on in my life. Like when I was younger, I really fucking hated birds. Really? Uh-huh. Why? I don't know. I just did. I just, I just didn't. I didn't like them. I remember you thought it was very funny. Like one of the first times I, I stayed over your house, I talked about how I was gonna punch the birds out because like, I'm waking us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you thought made it was fun of me for forever. Yeah, I was gonna punch the birds out. I probably stopped when you were like, "I like birds now," and I was I like, "Good, yeah, good." Mind. I'm okay with birds now. <laughs> I used to not like them because they were like all bony and like, <laughs> like um, you know how like you can hug a dog, like yeah. you can't really hug a bird. Like they're not huggable. They're they're like bony, and then like their feathers are all pointy and stuff. I just didn't, I didn't find them very lovable. But I've I've come around on birds, and now I quite like birds. I really like crows. Crows are probably my favorite animal. Did finding out that birds were pretty smart did that change yeah, your mind? Uh-huh. Because everybody always says bird brain and stuff. But my my question is: so they found out crows are real smart. And I know there are some parrots that are real smart. Uh-huh. So if we found out that certain members of of birds as a class, I guess, are extraordinarily smart, it just stands to bear that probably the rest of them are pretty smart, or at least smarter than we ever gave them credit for. Right. And also, doesn't make you wonder, like, because think about how little a bird brain is and how smart a crow could be. Like, that kind of makes you think that your intellectual prowess isn't necessarily tied to the amount of mass in your head. No, it's absolutely not. Otherwise, dolphins would do way more than squeak and flip around. (laughs) Dolphin brains are gigantic. Right. Also, the fact that crows can do so much with so little, that parrots can do so much with so little. Uh, The African gray parrots, those Uh are especially smart. Those guys are nice. And their heads are so small, and part of it is their eyes and stuff. Uh Uh-huh, right. And also, it's like there's feathers and stuff, so like their head's even little or you think it is. Yeah. Their little brain's like a cashew or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably even littler than that. And so they can do so much with that. Why, with our brains the size they are, why are we not achieving like this proportional potential, right? right? I have a strong feeling that some of our abilities were removed when the human genome was modified. By the aliens. By the sentient non-human species on Uh Earth. Yeah, I call them alien for short, sure, but they were here before us, so. Right, every other animal like does pretty well communicating with each other without having to have like all the shit we need to communicate with each other. We need abstract language, and we need like media. We need like a like a like a surrogate to to display the the communication for us to, to pass it to someone else. We can't just like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, if it we wouldn't know what to do and where to go and what to get mad at unless they put it on the screen and then we all have to have the screens in our house and then we don't even get them. You have to pay for the screen. (laughs) Think about it. One of the major guys in American history, you think back to the American Revolution, Paul Revere. It's argued that actually Paul Revere was not the main guy who like alerted the town the British were coming. It was actually a teenage girl, but she didn't get credit for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why. But uh, let's imagine it was Paul Revere that did this. Humans are so fucking stupid and unable to communicate that they had to have a guy riding his horse around and going, hey. And then people would come out of the house and be like, what? And he'd probably have to circle back and be like, the fucking British are coming, man. Yeah. There's also, like, I know I've mentioned before, like, the idea that we like to make it seem like using language is advanced. But... When you use language, you're limited by the words that are available in the language that you speak. Like, if the language you speak does not have orange in, in the vocabulary, you cannot describe something as being orange. Right. And we we talked about this. We had an episode of about colors about a year ago. It's a good listen if you haven't heard it yet. But the language 
shapes how you look at things. Like there's a tribe in Brazil called the Piranha, and they don't have words for numbers. They have like none, one, and many. Uh-huh. They might have two. Uh-huh. They might have the the word for two, but they just, they don't need it. And so these and some other isolated tribes kind of broke Noam Chomsky's idea of there being a universal language. Such a thing does not exist. And in fact, humans don't need it to survive. Right, right. The fact of the matter is that this language that we use is very much the same way that three-dimensional reality is a hologram of what's actually happening right. in the universe. You can only express certain concepts a certain way, and you can have a huge vocabulary. Also, it also limits you in the respect that you can only speak to people who speak the same language as you. It, it cuts you off from the, the majority of people on the planet. Absolutely, and there are languages like the the language Finnish does not have articles. Uh-huh. There are languages where the conjugation of the verb changes, the case of the verb changes if you're describing how you came to the knowledge. You would conjugate it differently if you said, uh, hey, there's a parrot in the yard, but you would conjugate it differently if it was, hey, I heard there was a parrot in the yard, or I saw a parrot in the yard, or I was told there was a parrot in the yard, right? Mm-hmm. So all of these things we can't express in our language are baked into these other languages and influence how people how people actually communicate. Right. But so, what does a parrot look like, Natalie? It could look like a bird. <laughs> it's like a little beak, it got some wings, got some little feet. <laughs> <laughs> little beak, little nose, nose holes. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, their main features are a curved bill. They are kind of upright instead of like being like a duck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they kind of like are on their feet and they're and they're propped upright in in the way they stand. Uh, they have strong legs and they have zygodactyl feet, which means that they have two forward and two backward toes. Like a chameleon. Yeah. I had to imagine what their feet was like. Yep. Just like that. <laughs> Do you think that's why parrots walk around? Because they kind of they kind of have a weird little walk. They got a little walk. They got a little walk around. Pop, 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 pop. I really, I think parrots are pretty cute. I think they're cute. I think they're cute, too. I love to see them. Uh, They do not have sexual dimorphism, usually. And so they're all beautiful. All parrots are beautiful. Uh And they have the most variably sized birds within their order in terms of length. So there's little parrots and there's big parrots. And there's, like, more variation in, in between the sizes of the parrots than any other kinds of birds. No, oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, you never see like a giant sparrow. Right. <laughs> I like the little teeny parrots. What would you do if you were walking around, let's say you were walking around out by Darby Creek out west of here, and you were going down through, you were going on the trail, and you kind of crossed one of those hollow logs, and there are these, these banks in the middle of Darby Creek. They're like sandbanks, sandbars, but there's like uprooted trees and stuff that kind of just collects in the creek, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll there'll be shells there, all kinds of shells. Then you look down, you're kind of messing around, you stop, you, you get a drink, you crack your pop, you're getting ready to go, and you look down, and there's... A penguin. It's three inches tall. <laughs> it's just a little one. It's a very small oh, penguin. I would give it a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd be so small. I'd kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him go. <laughs> that's how it would be. I would, I would be pleased as punch. So glad I got to meet that tiny little penguin. <laughs> I took a selfie doing the kiss. Posted it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Posted it on the Discord. Members only. <laughs> Regular price. No extra fee. No feet. No fee. <laughs> as long as you keep it in your pants, you get all the top secret penguin pics you want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, what do you think pears eat? Regular stuff. 
that you would think they would eat. They crack shit open with their beak. They like a little bit of fruit. They like some nuts and stuff. Seeds. Bird food, basically. They eat bird food, yeah. <laughs> Seeds and nuts and buds. Plant material. Sometimes they'll eat bugs. And um, sometimes they'll eat a little teeny animal. Uh, there are ones like the lorikeets, who I also like. I also think they're cute. Who do nectar and soft fruit. And, you know, like I said, just what do you expect? You expect a beautiful guy like a parrot to eat fruit salad all the time. That's how I would expect them to go. You would. But honestly, when I see parrots, I think parrots are kind of smart enough that they maybe got nerfed a little bit on their reaction speed. Like a frog, if there's a bug, the frog is going to take out the bug. The frog is going to flick his tongue out. Like before you even saw what happened, you're just going to see the frog move slightly. By the time your brain refreshes its frame rate, the frog is going to move slightly and the bug's going to be gone. Right. Because the frog ate the bug. Right. The parrot, I feel like a parrot might bob its head in and give it one of those weird little looks at the bug and kind of move its eyeball around and then reach out with <laughs> reach out with his claw kind his of tenaciously tongue. kind of tenaciously yeah his long tongue is gonna go reach around the tree and he's gonna swing down and get into the bug nest via his tongue mm-hmm. how long are parrot tongues about three feet long <laughs> that is amazing so good at licking. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, they really like to lick. They love to do it. So, um, they live in tree holes or in boxes if you have a pet. Yeah. And they lay eggs and then they have baby birds come out of the eggs. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's the story of parrots, man. Open and shut. (laughs) So um, they are very smart. They are able to imitate human speech, just like me. Yeah. (laughs) And they are popular as pets. It is actually kind of hard to study wild parrots because they are hard to catch. And then when you catch them, you can't mark them because... They will chew all of the bands and stuff off. Like you, you can usually they put a little band on a bird's leg and they'll yeah. just like fly around and you see it later and you're like, oh, there's number forty six. <laughs> Parrots are like they will not fuck with that and they'll chew it off. They chew their ankle bracelet. They're like, right fuck off. you, I don't want this. So, you see how beautiful I am. This shit is just not not it. This is this is uh, doofy. What would they call it? Would they call it washed? Millennials would call it washed. <laughs> yeah. What does a zoomer say when they don't like their ankle bracelet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is this is not fleeked up. <laughs> I don't think they would say that. Uh-uh. <laughs> fleeked up. Yeah. <laughs> And it's real. You probably have never heard that. It's only for young people. <laughs> You're so young. <laughs> That's why you hear about homing pigeons and not homing parrots. The parrots chew the the message off, like the general in World War Two ties the message to a parrot, and the parrot immediately gnaws it off. Right. Says, "Shoot them." Right. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> parrots will um they spend most of their time perched in trees and they will use their bills for climbing by hooking onto stuff with their little beaks and when they walk they look so cute that's true did you know that when a parrot has a girlfriend is their girlfriend forever so they go steady yeah they're for life monogamous breeders and they are non-territorial so they have no territories aside from their personal nests right and they stay in their nest and they're monogamous breeders are we talking about us (laughs) we're just like parrots and we also talk like people (laughs) just like parrots (laughs) and we're both beautiful and my tongue is three feet long and i swing on a tree Just like a parrot. Everybody it, likes them. 
Well, we're like parrots, and parrots are like beach boys, so come on down. It's time to surf. Right. Did you know the pairs of parrots will hang out together during the non-breeding season, even if they're part of larger flocks? So they would just, like, pair off, man. And most parrots have their nests in holes in trees. Monks parakeets and lovebirds, and there's five species of lovebirds that have their nests in trees as opposed to like in a hole, right? Just in a hole on the ground? The monk parakeet and the lovebirds build nests in the trees, like yeah. how, like bird nests. Yeah. Oh, the other ones live in a hole in a tree. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And then there are Australian and New Zealand ground parrots who will build nests on the ground. And actually... The cockapo, which is one of those ground parrots, is probably my favorite bird. Why is it your favorite bird? Because it's so cute. I can't stand it. It's like a little dumpy fat guy, and he just runs around the ground. He can't fly. He's just a little pig. I love him. He's not little either. He's uh, he's uh, the size of a house cat. That's what well, I mean. That's what I mean when I say he's a pig because he's a big <laughs> fat bird. He is so cute. I love him so much. Sometimes I'll look at him on the internet. Look how cute he is. He's like a fat asshole. <laughs> and he's green. Everyone loves green. That's the best color. Probably helps him to blend in if he can't fly. Right. Right. So he is He is very big and fat and he can't fly. And that is why he has so many problems. He has major league problems that are just exacerbated by the fact that he's a ground parrot. <laughs> ground parrot also sounds almost like a slur. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say it was from Australia? I think they're New Zealand. Okay. Okay. So it's not a slur then. <laughs> uh, um, parrots do not have vocal cords. Did you know that? Uh-uh. No. The way they speak, they expel air across the mouth of their trachea. And they have an organ in there called the syrinx. And so they create different sounds by changing the depth and shape of their trachea. Okay. But they have essentially a, a special organ. Mm-hmm. Right. They're tweeter. <laughs> they do They're have... They're chirping machine. It's like a dog toy has a squeaker inside. Mm-hmm. They've got a special organ. Right. Um, and great parrots are the best at doing talking. And so they have been popular to have as pets for a very long time because they're so good at talking. People always love to hear a bird talk. Well, yeah, who could blame What's he going to say next? Who knows? I always like watching bird videos. you watched bird videos with me on the on the TV before. Absolutely. Let's see what this bird's going to say. Let's see what this bird's up to. You can never you can never tell. Uh-huh. Yeah. I really like I really like to see him talking. I I want to get a crow and teach a crow how to talk. Crows typically just call but they have some facility for imitating human speech don't they mm-hmm. yeah so maybe what i should could do is find baby one and then raise it as my own bird illegally <laughs> and then teach it how to speak english and then you know if raising a baby crow by hand to teach it to speak english is illegal then only outlaws will have <laughs> English speaking crow birds. That's right. <laughs> or you could just get a fucking parrot because they already talk. Right, right. But you say you have. They're one. like ten dollars. Ten dollars. They're like te- they're like they're free. Are they free? I don't know. I'm sure someone has a parrot they hate. <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. There's always someone who has a parrot they hate. I've actually known people who had parrots they hated, or they had a parrot and they were stuck with it forever, and it was like really mean to them all the time. Really? Uh-huh. Do you think? Do you think that it was like a negative feedback loop, like Probably. they didn't like the bird? Because I, parrots are not parrots are not meant to live in cages. Right. Uh huh. I mean, no bird is. I even feel that maybe no animal is supposed to live in a cage right. when it comes down to it. Well, if you have like a little bird, it, it, it's, it's conceivable to me that you could have a, a small bird that would have a happy life. But like when you have like a bird that, that is that huge and normally is like in a very, very large area, it can't be that excited to be in the house. No. Like a little bird, like a parakeet, a little cockatoo, not a cockatoo, a cockatiel. Something little like that, like a, like a little parakeet. Like those are, I can see those birds being fine, like being pets. 
Like it's like let it fly around your house sometimes. It's fine, right? But the big birds, man, I don't. I, it seems like they want to fly. So I so a cockatoo and a cockatiel are parrots, right? I believe so. Uh huh. I always get those mixed up, and they fucked up by calling them basically the same thing. Cockatoos, I don't like. Cockatoos are the ones with the white, the white ones with the with the thing on their head. The comb, yeah, or the the fan or whatever that they can flex their uh-huh. head feathers. I don't like those guys. Those guys are too loud for me. Too too loud. And cockatiels are the ones with the little orange blush spots. Those on their are the face. ones that are great. Those they are, are very cute. cute. They're very cute. They're super cute. They do. They sing a little song. I love them. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think they're very cute. I, if I had one, I would just I would teach it to whistle slang tang. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> There's that one video on the, on the internet that I like of that that uh, that parrot singing the metal song. The witch song. The, that one metal song, the the um, let the body hit the floor. Oh yeah! Oh, that's excellent. I love that one. <laughs> that's a good one. Birds are great. I like birds. Anyway, so most parrot species are able to imitate people talking. Amazon parrots are usually regarded as being the best at doing it, next to gray parrots and. They don't really know why they're able to do that, but the one the birds that are able to do well at imitating are also usually smarter at like problem solving and shit in addition to being able to speak. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And gray parrots will also imitate other birds and other shit aside from people talking. Well, yeah, and there are birds like mockingbirds that will imitate other bird calls. Yeah, yeah. Um parrots Hummingbirds and songbirds are the only kinds of birds that could do learned vocalization. Okay. Uh, obviously, hummingbirds and songbirds are learning some kind of different vocal- vocalization. They're not learning how to bark like a dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you have a parrot in your house, they could do the sound of the phone ringing. They could do the vacuum cleaner noise. They could do the water running sound. They can make noises like your doorbell and all the other stuff. Because they just think that those are the sounds that are made. Well, part of the reason they think that that is the case is because they will. They think that parrots are mimicking the sounds of their flock. And so they are, they are identifying people around the house and the sounds of the house as the sounds of the other birds around them. Okay. And so they're mimicking those noises in order to like be a part of it. Okay. So theoretically, you could, if you had a parrot in a cage, you could theoretically, you could take the parrot with you into the bathroom every time you were ripping a big pee. Uh-huh. And you could have the parrot listen to you just absolutely firehosing. Mm-hmm. And then the parrot would actually make the pee sound just through the day. Maybe. If that's what you wanted we'll never life. we'll never know i would never do that <laughs> that's just the thing with the parrots repeating stuff though is they repeat what they what they decide to repeat i know you can teach things to birds but also it seems obvious that the reason why parrots repeat little bits of things that people say is because you might say something 50 times like i would imagine i hollered through the house looking for my kid because she's sometimes in a room or she's sometimes like in the back room staring at the crackers or something. Mm-hmm. And I holler for our kid. And so I'm sure the parrot would start doing it too. And it would drive her nuts to have somebody screaming her name all day. Right. That was all, that was the parrot though. And like for no reason, instead of like, what, why have you been in my bathroom for 75 minutes, please? <laughs> You know what the bird would say all the time? Mr. Baby, I'm pretty crazy. <laughs> That's what the bird would say over yeah. and over again. Yeah, it would. <laughs> you just have to determine whether it was me or the bird talking to you. <laughs> now, the bird, the bird is smart enough to say it. The bird is not smart enough to... Do the anyway. dance part. It goes along yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> If it could kick its little little two forward, two backward feet up in the air and do a little shuffle across the room. Do a little hang ten. Yeah, do a little hang ten hand. <laughs> While it did it. <laughs> that would work. That would be fine. Right, right. 
Um, parents, like, word on the street is they're not great as pets because they scream. Yeah. They scream and scream, right? And they also chew on stuff. Um, and they're often, like, pretty nice and cute and friendly and stuff when they're little. But as they get older, they get to be shitty. And sometimes they will bite. And when they bite, it really hurts because they're giant, giant birds. Well, I think most animals, the the strongest muscle is their jaw muscle, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it is in humans. I would imagine it would be in parrots because they crack nuts with that sucker. Yeah. I couldn't crack nuts. Yeah. My teeth would crack. His parrots are strong. So they say they say that having a parrot like requires the level of like care and attention and like constant simulation of like a three year old. And if you are not ready to provide the level of attention to an animal that you would to a three year old, then you need to have a different pet than a parrot. That that makes sense. That explains why so many people don't like them. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone has parents that are shitty because they neglect them because they really, really need to get a lot, a lot of attention all the time. I mean, it kind of makes it seem like the best place for a parrot to be is outside in the tropics. Right, where it can entertain itself. <laughs> Just go hog wild, buddy. Yell anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have a parrot, it has to be bred to be a pet and hand fed and all that even to be able to be a pet because otherwise it is just going to be a completely wild animal and attack the shit out of you. Right. And even if you hand feed it and raise it from being an egg, it will still revert to being aggressive, like when its hormones are fluctuating and things like that. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also need special veterinary care and they need tons of toys and exercise and social interaction and all that kind of stuff on top of it. So like they're especially high maintenance like they're probably more high maintenance than a dog oh yeah it sounds like it like a dog is gonna spend like 18 hours a day sleeping on the couch and you can entertain a dog i'll put it well you can entertain a dumb dog really easily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can run a dumb dog back and forth a few times and... no, you just go, hey watch out dog watch out dog <laughs> and he's like what 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 and then he goes to sleep <laughs> I mean, I just, I have an overwhelming theory. It's like my, it's like my Chinese restaurant theory. Like the best Chinese restaurant around here is in a building that used to be a Taco Bell and it hasn't been a Taco Bell for like 20 years. And also, I don't know what they did to it, but they restructured it. So the bathrooms are on the outside. Uh You have to walk outside of it and go in it like a gas station from the 70s. Yeah. It is, uh really dilapidated they grow herbs all around the taco bell and that is what they put in your food (laughs) like you get parking lot herbs Mm -hmm. and i just saw i just went there today and there's a sticker now they didn't put it there but they also didn't bother to scratch it off there's a sticker on the drive-through speaker that says do not get the vaccination (laughs) it has a bunch of like a little teeny four point text about like how uh it's it's this theory which i will say is not scientifically valid but it's a theory that involves the proteins going into your blood and into your sperm to change the makeup of you and your offspring ah uh, yeah it's like i was I... and they also have a sticker that says chicken is 30 percent 30 cents more and that they can't they don't like it but they have to it's more expensive for them, so they have to charge more, and they're sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, I also saw that they said that the, I haven't been keeping up on the wackadoo people lately. Like, after, after like, the election and all kind of stuff, I was like, no more. No more. But I heard that the wackadoo people think that the vaccine makes them magnetic. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that, too. They went, I think they went, and they tried to put spoons on themselves and sent it, and the spoons didn't stick, so it kind of didn't go anywhere. Right. I think that was it. But my theory is... And that is the best Chinese place around here. Mm-hmm. My theory is that if you go in a little place in a strip mall, a Chinese restaurant, a little place in a strip mall, and it's just got like those stock photos of like Happy Family and Chow Yun or like whatever all this shit is, mm-hmm. 
they have that kind of stuff, that is always going to be better than the place where you go in and they like fancy it up. It's always better. I went to this restaurant. Everyone around here loves it. Nasty. Real nice Chinese restaurant. Nasty. Real dilapidated Chinese restaurant. All they do is they fucking make great food. They don't give a shit about anything else. Fantastic. I think pets are the same way. You get a smart pet, you think your life is going to be better if you have a pet that can do stuff in your house. The pet is not going to help you do the dishes. Right. It's just going to cause problems. It's going to cause problems more fluently. Right. It's going to be able to like evade your attempts at blocking their ability to cause problems. <laughs> they are going to have a fantastic ability to escape confinement and go around your house finding things of interest and doing what they like with them. Right, right. You that is the not pet. what you want. You want a dog so dumb it doesn't even dream. Right. <laughs> Get a dog. Who's, the dog only needs to be smart enough to housebreak. That's it. Anything above that is gravy. <laughs> Get a dog who looks at you when you say his name the same way as he looks at you when you describe the Rutherford gold slit experiment to him. <laughs> remember fact, how remember how Chester was so dumb that if he got out, we couldn't call his name because he yeah. wouldn't respond. We would have to go, cookie, because that was the only word he would respond to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't have any ambition. We would always find him like a block away. <laughs> no ambition at all. <laughs> One time he got out and I walked down the street and there was like a mom and a couple kids and uh, my phone rang. My phone rang as I was driving up and I was like, I bet it's that lady. And I look up and the lady's standing there and Chester is laying down on the pavement. I picked up and I was like, you got my dog, right? <laughs> Get out of the car. And I go over and she's like, yeah, we found him walking around. We were going to take him home, but he laid down right here and he wouldn't move. So I called you. <laughs> Like, yep, that's my dog. <laughs> he made it to the end of my block and around the corner, and then he was like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Unless, unless I hear someone say cookie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that's the only thing I can hear. <laughs> and dumb dumb pets. Dumb quiet pets. Mm -hmm. No loud, no smart. Nope. Nice smooth brains. You need no winkles. Chester's brain was so smooth it was like chrome finish. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the bad stuff just slides right off, right. baby. No, yeah, shoo, slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> so a common problem with parrots is that people get them and then they hate them and then they get rid of them, right? And so they have to get rehomed. And also, they live forever. So people, even people who take care of them, like, they will die eventually. And then you have a 50-year-old parrot that you need to rehome. That is old as shit. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, basically, only turtles live longer, huh? Yeah. What would you rather have, a turtle or a parrot? I would rather have a Quaker parrot. Those only live, like, 15 years, though. And they're little. So I wouldn't have any of the parrot. I would never have a big parrot. And I don't like turtles because they give you salmonella. I actually love turtles, but I don't want to have, like, an active source of food poisoning walk around my house all the time. You like, you would like, if there, you would like to go to the aquarium store and see a turtle just kind of paddling around. Right. That's I cute, like right? Touch, yeah. touch him a little pet. See, but, see, what I, my thing is, is that if I have a pet, I want to be able to give it a kiss, and I can't kiss a turtle. So I don't want a turtle at all. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to go with the parrot because the turtle doesn't do anything. It literally doesn't do anything, and the turtle does not interact with you at all. I think the minimum interaction I would want from an animal would probably be cat. I couldn't do rabbit. I couldn't do cat because I'm too allergic to cats, and so I don't even entertain the idea of ever getting a cat. Oh, I I could not have a cat in the house. I would always be, my face would always be inflamed. I'd always sound like I was trying to breathe through a dryer hose. <laughs> yeah, my eyeballs would always be completely red, and my eyelashes would always be crusted up with snot stuff. I just mean in a I just mean in a perfect world where I'm not allergic to cats and I can pick a pet just based on their demeanor. You can't really give a cat a kiss either. They're not kissable like dogs are. You can give a dog a kiss on his stupid face. Oh, what a nice dog. Right? Do you think 
Do you think we would be allergic if we got a sphinx cat? I don't like those. Okay, so the sphinx cats, I don't like them because to me, I imagine it would be like, having a, a pet that felt like you're touching a dick all the time <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i want for my pets is the the sensation of petting a dick <laughs> it looks like and it, and it looks like a dick it looks like a weird penis with a cat face on it <laughs> you think that's why they were beloved by the ancient Egyptians? I don't think that those bald ass ones were. I think the ones that they had in ancient Egypt probably had hair on them. What, you think they had more like Garfields? Yeah. Yeah. I always assumed they. I just. Honestly, I, I assumed. Yeah, you know, those totally hairless sphinxes, I think, was like a, a feat of genetics that I do not think that the Egyptians underto- undertook. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that the Egyptians had sphinx cats because of the name. Right. And I and I think I always thought like yeah that makes sense like it's hot there of course the cats wouldn't have hair but then man now that you're saying it like just thinking about regular Garfields walking around Egypt is real weird to me <laughs> like just a regular old hairy cat and an old Egyptian yeah isn't a sphinx a cat body with a person head that's the sphinxes that they had in Egypt yeah that's the old one think about it anyway i don't want any part of any animal that feels like a penis if i'll just i'll just like if i want to touch a dick i'll touch a dick instead of something that feels like a dick <laughs> that's a good way to look at life <laughs> yeah uh-huh. i mean i don't my i want my pets to be petable fuzzy buddies little cuddles hairy guys fluffy times right no absolutely dick. no yeah. dick no thank you <laughs> So who's the most famous parrot? The most famous parrot? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, he might not be the most fam- famous one, but there is one named Alex who was especially smart, who was the subject of a study that started at the University of Arizona, but ended up at Harvard and Brandeis University. And so this experiment lasted 30 years i will point out that the bird was born in 1976 and died in 2007 how old was he Uh, 31 31 so obviously i'm just gonna give you a spoiler at the beginning the experiment ended when the bird died yeah yeah anyway so the woman who ran the experiment was named irene pepperberg and she bought the bird at a pet shop she just got him at the pet store, right? Uh-huh. But it was like a super genius bird, right? By the time it was two years old, it was correctly answering questions that were su- suitable for a six-year-old. That's a pretty smart bird, right? Uh, and prior to them doing this study with Alex, they believed that you needed to have a big primate brain in order to be able to solve complex problems and stuff like that. And most primates like gorillas and and chimps and stuff aren't going to be like six-year-olds. Yeah, no, they're not. With their ability to communicate and stuff, right? So, like, the bird was like, like, oh, what the fuck? This bird is so smart, right? And they were able, by studying this bird, to support the idea that birds are able to reason on a basic level and also use words creatively and in the way that they're supposed to be used. Like, not just repeating not just repeating monkey because you said monkey, like saying monkey because they wanted to communicate an idea about a monkey, right? Okay, yeah. So they would use a bunch of different techniques to to study how this bird was able to communicate. And um, it got to a point where the bird was so effective at communicating that when she and her assistant were having conversations and made mistakes in their conversation, the bird would interrupt and correct them. Really? Mm -hmm. So the bird was like a reply guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So a reply guy is roughly as smart as a six-year-old. Go on. Right. Um, So in 1999, they said that the bird was able to identify 50 different objects, recognize quantities up to six so it was able to count uh it was able to distinguish seven different colors and five different shapes and was able to understand concepts of size like bigger and smaller and same and different it was learning like over and under and like location-based words and had substage six object permanence oh okay object permanence is a hard one though. yeah uh-huh And the bird was also able to communicate surprise and anger 
and and different emotions when confronted with different objects when he was expecting something different. <laughs> okay. Uh, the bird had a vocabulary of over 100 words, and that is noteworthy because it, it seemed that the bird understood what he was saying as opposed to them just mimicking. Just saying it like as a as a call. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. And so if they showed him an object and asked him what color, shape, or material it was made out of, he was able to answer it based on what they asked him instead of just saying something different. Yeah. Um, he was able to, for example, he was able to describe a key as being a key regardless of how big it was or what color it was or whatever. He was able to say that it was a key. Oh, so he wasn't just recognizing one single object as being a word. He was recognizing classes of objects. Yeah, right. And he saw himself in a mirror and asked what color he was, and he learned the term gray after being told six times. And after that, he remembered it forever. When he was looking in the mirror, did he realize that was himself? Um, I am not sure. But when that happened, it was the first non-human animal that that scientists had ever had ask a question to them. And it was also an existential question. Yeah. So he asked, what did he, how did he ask it? He said, what color? What color? And even when they had been able to teach apes how to do sign language and stuff, apes have never asked a question. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So this bird was just a genius, man. He was really on top of it. So... Uh- It sounds like, just from what we know, it sounds like that is the smartest non-human animal that we've observed. Uh Because the smartest fucking, like, Coco and shit, Coco wasn't asking existential questions about herself, was she? Mm -mm, No. Okay. No. And this bird would try to diffuse irritation with people by apologizing, like, if if he did something that got on people's nerves uh he would also get really mad if he was offered a banana or if he said that he wanted a banana and you gave him a nut he would get really mad at you oh really yeah. and so he would he was very particular about like if he if he said he wanted a banana that's what he wanted okay and so it was obvious that he knew what was going on man and when they would ask him con- questions in the context of research he was right 80 percent of the time and he would respond correctly 80 percent of the time okay so at the end of of their experiment in 2005, just like like the tail end of the experiment, they, they reported that Alex understood the concept of zero. Really? Mm-hmm. And they said that if he was asked the difference between two objects and there was no difference between the objects, he would say none. So he understood the concept of nothing and the, the concept of none. That is a very, that's like pretty high functioning mm-hmm. to be able to look when asked what the difference is, when asked to compare objects to the difference between objects is basically a negative. Mm-hmm. And to say there's no difference is essentially expressing a double negative, which mm-hmm. seems really complex. That's very abstract. Mm-hmm. That's like two layers of abstraction, right? Right, right. Well, if he didn't die 14 years ago, I say, let's go meet the parrot. But <laughs> yeah. Also, I know lots of people who understand zero, so I guess it's not really that wild. I understand zero. Yeah. I believe that school children typically understand the nature of zero when they start doing the thing where they say, what's grosser than gross? (laughs) And they, well, we did, uh, you hit the baseball, time to run. What's a number less than one? It's zero. It's zero. It's abstract. It's zero. That's what we used to say. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. I I just made that up. I thought it would be cool to... <laughs> Are you going to be a cheerleader now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. So um, there's other parents who are famous. There was one named Snowball on YouTube that danced around. Not quite as good as recognizing the fact that you exist. Yeah. But uh, dancing is cool yeah. also. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Einstein, who is another African great parrot who's on YouTube, who is on TV and talk shows. Uh, apparently he has a spaceship, allegedly. Uh, there was a parrot named Paul, who was Andrew Jackson's parrot. 
Yeah. And he purchased it to give to his wife before he was inaugurated to keep her company. And then his wife died. And so he had the bird forever. And then eventually he died and the bird was still alive. And apparently that parrot spoke both English and Spanish and it had to get removed from Andrew Jackson's funeral because it was cursing in both languages during the funeral. I think when it's my time, I think having a bird screaming curses in Spanish (laughs) would probably be the sickest setup I could imagine. Right, right. Why would you have a parrot at a funeral? I guess people had funerals in their houses. It was a different time. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was maybe a time where you could take parrots more places. I mean, people still bring their parents everywhere because they're weirdos. Yeah, but it's only weirdos. <laughs> it's like sometimes people, you know, you see somebody buzz by and and they kind of, you know, sometimes you see somebody and you like, they kind of are chatting with you and you look at them and you realize they're not blinking and then you you get a weird vibe from them and you realize they're a weirdo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One time I was walking over, I was walking through the strip mall over here. So I was just chilling. I was just walking through the strip mall, just seeing what's up. Right. And there was a guy there. And this is not a hangout strip mall. Like some strip malls, you can hang out. Like if there's a strip mall and it's got like a bar and it's got like a video game store. And you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's got maybe a thrift shop, you know. There are strip malls where, like, people would hang out at the strip mall, right? Mm -hmm. This is not a hangout strip mall. People don't just fucking go there and chill. I will, like, walk around and see what's happening. And I was not disappointed because one day I walked through and there was a guy there with a parrot and I walked by and I didn't say anything to him. And he's like, you could talk to the parrot. And I was like, all right, you got me. And I was like, can I? He's like, yeah, his name is Caleb. He loves seeds. And I was like, wicked. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and the guy just looked at me. He was just kind of staring at me. And I was like, have a good one, man. <laughs> I kind of, here's see, here's the thing. If it was somebody who had a parrot for a good reason and they were not attention seeking, mm-hmm. I would want to talk to them. Right. But if somebody is having attention seeking behavior, then I don't want to talk to them because I feel like they are seeking attention because they want something from me. I am oppositionally defiant. And if I can tell specifically what some someone wants me to do, I will not do it. <laughs> There's nothing you have wrong to, with you have that. To, you have to make me think it was my idea. Otherwise, I'm not going to. There's nothing wrong with that. Because <laughs> if somebody wants you to do something, why do they want you to do it? If a business wants you to do something, well, they want your money, baby. Yes, that's, yes, that's correct. I I just can't manage. I mean, that's, I, I realize it's my problem. I, I, I do try to rein it in a little bit. But, like, you could, you could be like, hey, could you do me a favor? And I might say, yeah. But, like, if I could tell you you're trying to lead me somewhere, mm no, no. And also, like, what am I going to talk to the bird about? Yeah, I mean, the smart one died. Right. You don't have the smart one. No. You got a normal-ass parrot. You just got the one who's like, I like nuts. <laughs> got a bog-standard, bring-it-to-com-fest-ass parrot. <laughs> yep, yep. If you know that the most popular bird of all the bird species to have as a pet is a budgie, like a little parakeet. Huh. What the hell does budgie mean? It's a little parrot. Is that just what it's called? It's the the name of it is a budgeriar. 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 Oh, that guy did all the stuff for Alien. Yeah. <laughs> uh. When they first started importing parrots, the importers, for some reason, thought that the parrots should only drink coffee when they're on the boat. Yeah. And that that would increase the survival rates of the birds on the boat. But it is now commonly accepted that it is toxic to do that to birds. (laughs) Feeding birds only coffee to drink? Right, yeah. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And did you know... 
that parrots are the only kinds of birds that are able to hold food in their foot and then hold it up to their beak to eat. Really? And reach it up to their face. Well, I've seen them do that. Uh-huh. I see them do that all the time. But I other birds can't do that. I didn't realize that. Now, when I think about it, I think about a hawk or an eagle, like, holding the food in their foot, or, like, they ripped a part off an animal, and then they, like, bend their head down and, like, peck it. Mm-hmm. Parrots don't do that. Parrots stay upright and raise it to their mouth like they're eating a damn TV dinner. Right. That's a, like, yeah. It's a very elegant way to eat, Yeah, I have to say. Right. Did you know that May 31st is World Parrot Day? We missed it. I am ashamed. Mm-hmm. May 31st, 2022, next year's Parrot Day. I'm going to be here on Earth, and I'm going to celebrate it. How are we going to celebrate World Parrot Day? Kissing the bird. Go find a bird and kiss it. <laughs> Give it up. Catch a bird and kiss its ass and let it no, go. No, no, no. You kiss its little nose. Well, yeah, I proverbially. <laughs> um. So we talked about the cockapos. Did you know that not only are they the best birds, but they are also the biggest parrot? That makes sense. Yeah, they're fucking huge. They can weigh up to four kilograms. Did you know that? No. No, that's like nine pounds. Uh-huh. And they also have an average lifespan of 95 years. Jesus Christ. Just fat parrots waddling around the forest floor in New Zealand. Forever. Forever. Longer than any of us. Right, right. <laughs> right. I mean, 95 years old, how do we know it's that old? We were all dead by then. Well, that... parrots can pull tags off their feet. Uh-huh. Think about it. Maybe they're way older than that. They we fat... all died before the cockapo did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They So uh, Greenland sharks can live like hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Those Galapagos-type tortoises, those live a long-ass time. I think once you get to a certain point, like it's possible that you could just live really long. Mm-hmm. You might just have some kind of setup where you're kind of impervious. Like jellyfish are immortal because if you fuck up a jellyfish, it just kind of goes back into a polyp state and makes the jellyfish again. Mm-hmm. It redo just, it. It just like it's like yeah, that one didn't work. Let's it's, make a new one. Hit the reset button on that one. Did you know that in the 1800s there was a whiskey company that had 500 gray parrots that they distributed around to repeat their marketing slogans at different bars and groceries. <laughs> that <laughs> is that is like presaging just how inhuman modern advertising is. Right. I want to, before we go, I want to talk about the buff-faced pygmy parrot that is apparently only three inches long. I want to see what it looks like, and then we're going to ask the question. Let's look at this guy. Oh, buff-faced. I thought you said butt-faced pygmy. Butt-faced. I thought you said butt-faced pygmy. Look at how little he is. Yeah, it's just a very small parrot, and it looks like he's very... (laughs) It looks like he's very short and wide. He's little... He's green and has maybe a uh, peach-colored, beige-colored head. Yeah, He's it's so just small. A... He's probably dumb. Yeah, well, that's what you want. Little dumb guys. Little babies. You know who would love a butt-faced pygmy? <laughs> who wouldn't? <laughs> Corey Grella specifically, though. I heard that she really loves butt-faced pygmies. <laughs> And who can blame her? It's the smallest of all parrots, which makes it the most portable. Right, right. You carry it around in your mouth. That would be such a better, uh, such a better thing to walk around and attention seek with. Like <laughs> anybody, <laughs> anybody could walk around. Anybody could walk around the strip mall with a big parrot on their shoulder. Like the parrot's doing all the work. Right. You're just there, normal. The parrot's balancing itself, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course you can do that. Imagine hanging out at the strip mall and somebody asks you what's up and you just open up your mouth and a parrot pops out <laughs> and, and grabs a nut out of your hand and goes back in your mouth and yeah. you close your mouth. <laughs> You're like, what's up? <laughs> I've got a parrot in my mouth. <laughs> the parrot comes out and he's like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you have a mouth parrot and you want to get it from point A to point B with zero damage, Natalie. Oh, Hazel Technologies. That's how I get my parrot fruits fresh as a bitch. Parrot seats. 
eats nuts and <laughs> seeds and fruit and, and we juice. all and what and juice and juice and coffee and we all know that stuff can perish in transit right. or its quality can be reduced right keep your fruits and vegetables fresh for your parrot with hazel technologies parrots love to eat fresh fruit that's a fact and last but never uh yeah yeah just last today we might switch it up later harlem township it's the place where you could go the last on the list but the first in our hearts the only the only sponsor that's our first sponsor harlem township is not the world's premier place to find parrots but if you look hard enough maybe you could find somebody in harlem township who has a parrot they hate and then you could take it and you could hate the harlem parrot for them that's the Harlem promise. Right. I actually know someone in Harlem Township who had a parrot and the parrot died recently. I'm very sorry to hear that. So this episode... <laughs> this is dedicated. This episode is dedicated to the former parrot. May they rest in peace. And before we go, I just want to say this episode was suggested by Nona. <laughs> yeah. She, she can't listen to it, though. This... Uh, she does not listen to this podcast as NSFW. <laughs> not safe for weebs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll uh, talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.